I, Jason English, who's been living in Boone for 15, 16 years, am asking you, Boone people, or former Boone people who listen or watch online, or if you are in Boone and you know some former Boone people, or you're in Boone and you know some other Boone people that you don't know, that I don't know, that they don't know me, whatever. $5. You want to go downtown on September 29th, which is a Friday night, for $5, maybe have a drink or two, uh, laugh, dance, think. When's the last time you went dancing? When's the last time you wiggled a little bit in front of somebody? When's the last time you wiggled a little bit with somebody you knew? Then they wiggled a little bit. When's the last time you wiggled a little bit and there was someone that didn't know you and you said, I don't care, I'm wiggling anyway. That's what we're doing. We're going to laugh. We're going to think. We're going to dance. My friend DJ Raheem Andrews on the stage leading the way with the wiggles. Jason English on the stage with a microphone leading the way with some stories and some thoughts trying to get us to have a good time. Either way, you slice it, go to thingsaboutthings.com. Go to thingsaboutthings.com to support this podcast. It's because of patrons like you giving a dollar a month or $5 a month or some you know ballers go, digging deeper than that. I have cameras. I have lights. I have microphones. I have an iPad to try to have this podcast so that I can bring some entertainment to you. That's it. Have some great conversation with conversations with friends, talk a little bit, talk theory a little bit, have a good time. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash things about things. Will you give... I'm trying to get 100 people by the end of 2023. I think we're halfway. You got six months or less. Hook a brother up. Dollar a month, $5 a month. Go bigger if you want to. Support the podcast. Let's get to 100. If we get to 100, I'm going to do something. I don't know what it is yet. I'm going to do something, though. Either way, though, if this is entertaining for you and you've enjoyed this and you, you like being on the elliptical and you're like, and you hear us talking about things, right? Like, oh, yeah, I think that, I think I know. Hook a brother up. Th- throw a buck a month my way to help with the podcast equipment and, you know, all the overhead of that. The website and this, whatever, the storage of the stuff and the more, we need to get be- better everything eventually, but one, one, one dollar at a time, right? Patreon.com slash things about things. That's P A T R E O N dot com slash things about things. Or as always, and anything I do and say, you can always just go to things about things.com for all the things. Hello, wonderful people. This is Jason English with Things About Things. And I had some people reach out and say, hey, man, when you do the intro before the conversation with someone else, uh, we just do that sometimes. So I'm going to give that a try. And the first thing I thought of was just talking about some funny stuff that's been on my mind. Uh you know, uh, you know those videos. You ever seen those videos of people on the roller coasters, but not the normal ones, but the kind that like the sling they sling them. 
You ever seen these videos of people passing out doing that? <laughs> it's so it's just a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't know why. And I got to say, it's funny if anybody does it, but it's especially funny when somebody's like kind of dressed up a certain way and they and they are on this roller coaster sling thing and they and they pass out. Like, man, <laughs> Like I want you to picture, I want you to picture a yoga teacher on that ride, right? And they, uh, and they're wearing the yoga teacher outfit, <laughs> right? Uh, and they're like all peaceful, and um, they've got some stuff in their hair, and they've got their necklaces, and they smell real good, and they've got their pants. <laughs> Because when I said yoga teacher, you pictured like someone named like Kayla, right? And uh, picture and she's like super chill and like calm. And then the thing starts, and then and she's all like doing this, and then it starts, and she's like, you know that you've seen those? It's I'll tell you what is hilarious is. What I was really t thinking in my mind is when I said yoga teacher, I mean original yoga teacher. You feel me? OG yoga teacher. Like not the, the new generation in the United States, but the thing that's been around a long time. Like a brown guy from the other side of the world wearing his outfit and really no he's speaking Sanskrit, ancient Sanskrit, Sans Sanskrit, Sanskrit. What is that word? Sanskrit? Okay. Thanks, Steve. And he's wearing his stuff, right? And then and then he like folds his legs in like crisscross applesauce and like super in and says something like, Well, in the Sanskrit word this it means um calmness and oneness. And then the ride starts and he goes <laughs> I don't know why I just think that's funny. You, you seen these? You got to see these. Okay. Uh, what else I got? Oh, uh, September 29th. I'm doing a comedy show. And that's downtown Boone. Go to thingsaboutthings.com. $5 will get you laughter. It will get you someone prompting you to deep to for deep thinking and it'll be dancing for five bucks are you kidding me for five dollars you get to go to sleep that night with your face hurting because you were smiling so much for five dollars you get to go to bed that night going i just made like 10 new friends for five dollars you get to be like i have not heard that song in 25 years for five dollars you get to be like i have never in my life seen a comedian on a stage and a dj on the stage at the same time and doing the stuff at the same time and you especially have not experienced that in downtown boone so i'm telling you that you're going to have a good time. And I'm asking you if you'll support my childhood dream of doing this. It was a childhood dream when I was a kid. If you ask me, Jason, what do you want to do when you're a grown-up? I would have said, be a Major League Baseball player. And then I also would have said, 
I want to be a stand-up comedian that that's on the stage with a DJ getting the audience to dance. If I could just do that, I would be happy. That's what I thought of. Like, you know, your kids are like, I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be the president. I was like, I'm going to be a comedian on the stage, DJ on the stage, everybody dancing. I can't think of anything more happy and awesome than that for my life. So that's I'm doing that. It's It's my art. To the world, in addition to plenty of other things I do, like having great conversations with people on a podcast and also doing teachings. So I do video teaching shorts sometimes. I've done one that was a 37-minute, it's 37 minutes summing up the the Bible in a way that hopefully is fresh and clear, that gets rid of some of the yucky things that people have done with that narrative. Just a reminder that the the story is not about our brokenness, it's about our wholeness. I did one about a lesson of the mulberry tree. It's just a few minutes long. It's the first video teaching short that I did in my whole life that was not through the filter of religion, but just something that I wanted to say. Uh, go to thingsaboutthings.com buy those tickets for the comedy show. Also, patreon.com slash things about things to support the podcast. Throw a buck a month, five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash things about things. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash things about things. It's called Patreon, but the people who support the artists on there are called patrons. Remember patrons? Patrons used to be people who supported art. And actually, patrons still are that. That can be you. You can support my artistic endeavors, whether it be fun podcast stuff, getting on a stage stuff, making video stuff, and all these other... My brain doesn't stop. I'm going to keep going with more artistic endeavors because my art really has to do with this mouth right here. For some people, it's playing songs, writing poetry, painting paintings. Mine has to do with stuff that comes out of my mouth, and that's my art. Thingsaboutthings.com. I'm just looking at some other thoughts I had. Oh, oh, so if I were to, if I were to say the phrase ninja, warrior, and some of you know where I'm headed with this probably because you know ninja warrior pops up some, but on TV, but d- pr- pretend you don't know the TV part yet. Ninja warrior. What's a ninja warrior like, right? You'd be like, all right, I think I know what a ninja is. And you have that in your mind, right? The outfit, the moves, uh, the purpose, the training. And then you add warrior to it. <laughs> ninja warrior. Think of what a ninja warrior. It, part of a ninja army of warriors. Man, you just throw one word at the beginning of that and it changes everything. You ready? Some of you know what I'm about to say, but you just add one word to it that sums up Something hilarious about this country. America. America. Or American. American Ninja Warrior. They brought the show back. The show was, the show was there for a while. I, I, I've seen like one and a half episodes, whatever. I get it. It's fine. It's fun. Some of y'all are way too into it. And here's why you're way too into it. A Ninja Warrior can defeat an army. Right, an American ninja warrior can hang on the monkey bars for a really long time, and people dedicate their life to it. American ninja warrior.
Uh, where are we at? I got so many voice memos. You don't even know how many voice memos. It, my my brain doesn't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. <laughs> okay. Uh, I process things out loud, right? My voice makes noise. It projects. And when I talk, it tends to be loud. I know how to whisper. I handle the whispering moments well when I know it's necessary. But if it's not a necessary whisper moment, I talk and the voice is loud. And when I'm asked to project, I'm going to make an announcement, your man doesn't need a microphone. Do you feel that? I don't need a microphone to get people's attention. I just, I have this thing in me where because my throat is loud, and I'm not saying that to be prideful. I'm just stating something, right? Like my throat can get loud. And uh, <laughs> and it's loud all the time, even when like I kind of don't want it to be. For instance, um, so this is kind of gross to talk about, but it's just part of life. When I vomit, which has been a while, long while, thankfully, I don't remember how long, but I got to say, I really like it when I realize I haven't thrown up in a long time. You feel what I'm saying? Anybody else feel that way? Like, like if it's been a long time since I've thrown up, it's been a good chunk of time. It's been a good chunk of life. It's been good. You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of bad things that can happen, and I don't like those things. But just kind of in general, as long as something horrible hasn't happened in life, and life is just like the normal stuff that happens. If I haven't thrown up in a long time, I'm like, we're good. I haven't thrown up in a long time. But when I, because maybe it's because part of when I throw up, it's loud and I can't stop it. I scream. You scream, we all scream for ice cream. I scream when I throw up, but I don't mean to because my voice is loud. Everything I do is loud. Everything I process is loud. I throw up, it's really loud. And uh, Kimberly and I went to Ireland, and it was most amazing, magical, everything. But there was this, we took this boat tour to this island, right? And there's this island, it's a really special island, monks from a thousand years or whatever were there, right? And it's super cool. Also featured in the newer Star Wars movies. But that's not, that's not why I like the island, and that's, I knew about the island before that trying to get too much credit for myself, but I, I, I'm not, it's not because like, ooh, Star Wars. It's like, it's like monks a thousand years ago came out to this island for remote living and prayer and silent solitude. That's really cool. But also Luke Skywalker drank some uh, green milk from those creatures on that island. Remember that? Now you know, it was at that island. It's like a 45 minute to an hour boat ride out to the island. And the way, and the ocean was angry that day, my friend. <laughs> Oh man, it was angry. We all, it almost got canceled because of weather, but they didn't cancel it. We went on. I was like, I'm good. I'll be good. So we're sitting on the boat. It's a fisher boat, fisherman's boat. There's a fisherman driving the boat. And we're sitting outside and it's beautiful and the waves are kind of like, and I grew up at the ocean. I'm fine with waves, but then they got big. They were bigger than the boat, way bigger than the boat. And my man, fisherman dude, really good. We're good, right? We get through the waves. About 20 minutes into the trip, 
I was like, I'm feeling, not feeling great. I whispered to Kimberly, I'm not, I don't know if it's coming or not, but I definitely don't feel good. And she knows, she knows me. We've been together 25 years. She's like, she knows what's coming. She's like, all right. (laughs) Calm before the storm. And the storm is me vomiting. So our fisherman host lets everybody know before we get on before we start that he's got these plastic bags to uh if anybody needs to throw up and they're just little plastic bags but they look they look like they don't not like the grocery bags that would have like holes in them but you know a plastic bag that maybe can hold a little something in it and I felt okay about that so I go in there and I'm not feeling good I was like just in case man I think I'm feeling and he's like, no matter. And he hands me this plastic bag, and I sit in there with him in the in the captain's cabin. I have my own little dinette. <laughs> Everybody else is outside. We still have an hour, at least an hour and a half of this tour that we've paid extra for, and <clears throat> and so it, it's coming, right? And I'm talking loud. Uh, I can't really copy it because it's an involuntary sound, but I, I I go to throw up and it doesn't go like like some people I hear they go like or I just hear the liquid go and I'm like who does this? How my whole life it's been like ah! that's what happens when I throw up. I go. Ah! and it comes out like that and i'm not exaggerating it sounds different than that because there's not a whole bunch of liquid flowing out of me as i'm saying it but it's about like that and i did that for an hour and a half and i filled the bag so high up i had to ask for another bag so my voice is loud my voice brings it and when I get sick at home, some stomach bug going around, or let's say food poisoning, I've had a couple times, a few times in my life, and I say, oh, I'm not feeling good. I go to the bathroom on the farthest end of the house, away from the rest of the humans, especially away from where they're sleeping, and I just go to, go to town. And they've gotten used to, I mean, it's not much, thankfully. It's been a long time. I don't remember the last time. It might even be Ireland is the last time. But when it happens, I bring it. You feel me? I bring it, and they know it, and I don't mean to, but they retire They retire to the far side of the house. Uh, also, um, I chew loud, unless I try to not. I'll be eating some cereal, and if I'm not paying attention, I'm just... Like aggressive when I chew gum, I just go for it. You know what I mean? Who are these people that have a piece of gum in their mouth and you can't tell? How do you chew gum like that? I mean, I know how I do it when I have to, right? If I'm going to be somewhere, you're not supposed to have gum, but I have the gum anyway because I'm a responsible adult. I'm not going to stick under a chair. I just want some gum because I want the minty good breath or I want the bubble gum flavor because, hey, it's bubble gum flavor. Or I'm going to go some cinnamon. Uh, every once in a while, I go juicy fruit, and, every, and what I mean by every once in a while is like every few years, because I'm not a sugar gum kind of guy. I'm a sugar, I'm a sugarless gum, sugar free 
no sugar gum kind of guy. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Trident with that like tropical twist one. Uh, Trident, hook me. Uh, contact me if you want to be a sponsor on the podcast. Uh, I'm gonna go some extra extra with some mint. Has anybody ever experienced either by accident or on purpose putting ec- extra gum the the wrapper that's like the foil extra like a part of the foil gets in there with it and it hurts your teeth with that metallic thing that hurts teeth I, what's going on with that somebody tell me what that is but when i chew gum i go all out when i eat cereal i'm pounding that thing man i am chomping that thing That's enough of that, I think, right? I remember I remember going to a pool hall with my dad when I was a kid. So my dad would hang out with his friends and we'd go to like a they'd play billiards. And I was just there. I think what was happening was my dad was playing pool with his friends and having some drinks, right? Uh, and I was just kind of there. This is the eighties, the nineteen eighties, the twentieth century. Uh, I, there, I w- there wasn't a phone to be used unless I went to a payphone or asked the people at the pool hall to use their phone. But it wasn't entertainment for me. It was like I'm with Dad, but he's really with his friends playing pool and having drinks and smoking cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes inside. Remember that, anybody? And every once in a while, what would happen was he would give me a, a little bit of money to go get him some more cigarettes. Or one of his friends um, would give me a few dollars or whatever to get some cigarettes. They used to be cheaper. And and there was a machine. Does anyone remember this? A, a cigarette machine. It, it wasn't It wasn't digital in any way, I don't think. I think you had to go to a machine and get quarters from the dollars, and you had to put quarters in this machine, and it wasn't like digital touchscreen stuff. You put quarters in, and then you and then you rotated some sort of knob, and and just it was a small thing, right? And the cigarettes just bloop, uh, Marlboro Reds for my dad, and I I would go do that, but oftentimes they would give me a little bit more than what the cigarettes cost, or if they asked me to go get a drink. This is the '80s, son. I was in a bar. And I, I would be given a few dollars and I would go to the bar and I would order a drink for the grown men. And the bartender knew that I wasn't going to drink it because they just saw the grown-up men over there. So I'd order the drink. It would be like a scotch on the rocks or it would be a, a, a screwdriver. I remember screwdrivers, uh, the, the people ordering that a lot. Um, and uh, I'd get the drink, give it back to him, and then I'd get some change. I'd give a little tip to the bartender if it was if, if it was related to a drink. But at the, I especially remember the the cigarette the cigarette machine. So I'd get the money. I'd get the cigarettes. I'd keep whatever's left over, right? And it would be like fifty cents or something. But I'm the way I saw it was jokes on them. Jokes on them, right? They think they're just just some kid that just getting their stuff for them. And you know what? They're right. I'm getting their drinks. I'm getting their cigarettes while they're playing pool. And my dad gets to somehow get dad points for bringing his son or husband points for, you know, 
giving my mom a little breather. Joke's on them, though, because I'm making out with arcade money. And there was an arcade at the pool hall, which means I went to go, like, oh, that story just changed. They're just, like, they're playing pool. And, hey, 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 bud, can you give me a, tell the guy, make it stronger this time, and here's $4, and you could keep whatever, give him a little bit for the tip. And I'm like, oh, yes, sir. And then... And then I get that money, and I'll through, you know, we're here an hour or two, and all of a sudden I got like five dollars a quarters, and I'm like, I'm like walking past the cigarette machine, and there's like the soundtrack, like listen, all y'all, it's a sabotage, and I'm like headed to the arcade. That's another memory for you. Uh, can we talk about Karens a little bit? There's a joke I'm, I've been working on that's uh. I can't get it together yet, right? But it's uh, it's I, I, a lot of my material when it comes to gender, or, or or when it comes to race. I want to be the kind of person that's helping moving things forward, and sometimes the way to do that is to say something that's good and healthy and deep and true to help move the, the things forward and then maybe throw in a punchline at the end. That's why I call it a punchline. Just bam, hit you with something that's funny and maybe inappropriate, and I'll give you one right now. You can be mad at me if you want. Take it or leave it. Thingsaboutthings.com. It's, uh, so, I, so I'm married to a woman, an epic woman, game changer kind of woman uh, that has that's my primary teacher in life. And I've got two daughters and what I'm seeing in, in my lifetime, what I have seen is an, an awakening to the reality that there is something that has begun, but hasn't come to fruition yet. It has begun and it hasn't been completed. We're not fully in this age yet, but there's an age that we've begun that, that and is coming where the world will be led by women. And, the, and in many ways, obviously, the world has always been led by women, but what I mean is power. For for a long, 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 long time, men have had the power in the world, right? And uh, you you could maybe say some good about that, but you know what? You can also say a lot of bad about that. But I don't even want to talk about the bad right now, and here's why, because it's not really the point. The point is, I think what has happened is there... There's, there, was, there was thousands of years where men were the ones with the power, with the leadership, right, making the decisions. And I know that there's exceptions to everything I'm saying here, but just overall. And the men did a lot of bad, hurtful stuff. But even, even if they didn't, don't, don't worry about that right now. It's just time for the women to lead. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we can blame the men all we want, and we have good reason to blame the men. We, men, we, we suck in so many ways. Men have harmed the earth. Men have harmed the human race. Men have harmed women. Uh, white men have harmed a lot of other uh, of people of color around the world and in this country. Bad, 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 bad. But the point is, really the essence is, men leading the way, and now there's a shift that's happening where women are leading, and I see it, and many uh, of the good men that I know see it. And I, for one, am all about it. I'm so excited to see where this is going to lead, and I hope I hit live a happy, healthy, long life full of love and peace where I see women leading. Awesome. I want it. But ladies, listen up. If you're not careful, the Karens are going to ruin it for you. 
And that's a joke, but it's also not. And let me talk about Karens. I, the, some Karens, uh, you, can, you can see coming a mile away, right? Some Karens just have a Karen vibe about them from, from like right out of the gate. You just know that's a Karen. Watch out for Karen. She is bringing the Karen. And you see it. Her nonverbals are Karen nonverbals. Her clothes are Karen clothes. Her hat is a Karen hat. Her, her hobbies are Karen hobbies. Her demeanor is a Karen demeanor. She says Karen types of things in Karen types of ways. You know what I'm saying? And you know what's so sad about this is awesome, the awesome people named Karen. I feel so bad for you. I know, I know an awesome Karen. And it's so unfair that we, that we somehow picked the word Karen. But women, you're leading. You, it's begun. And I, you know it already, but I'm one of the men that also knows it, that women are taking the reins. And they're leading the world. And more is to come. A lot more is to come. And it's going to be amazing. Except for Karens. You got to keep your Karens and check or you're going to mess this whole thing up. Because don't be like the men who messed it up. I think y'all can just do it without messing it up. At least without messing it up in the same ways, right? The world will always have something probably that isn't ideal. Although I'm hoping for some goodness. I'm hoping that we're going to get our stuff together and this world's going to be a better place. I actually believe that and hope that. But the most dangerous Karens of all are the Karens, the most dangerous Karens of all, right? Uh, <laughs> they're not easy to perceive. So the most dangerous Karens of all are the ones that you don't know are Karens. Uh, that maybe should be on a mug or a T-shirt. Back in the Twitter days, that would have been a fantastic tweet. The most Karen, the most dangerous Karens of all, you don't even know are Karens at all. And they sneak up on you and they're not wearing the Karen outfit and they're not wearing the Karen hat and they're not wearing, saying the Karen things and, and in the Karen ways. And so you think they're cool and all of a sudden they surprise attack Karen you. Uh we got a Maltese dog right before COVID. Right before COVID, we got a Maltese. And it's a fluffy dog. And it, it weighed like less than a pound. It weighs like five pounds or something like that now. It's a little dog. Cute as can be. Snuggles so well. This is not on purpose COVID dog. We got her uh, one month before COVID hit as we say and uh then so it became covid dog so it wasn't used to uh, people other than us uh so super cute snuggle bud uh lover sort of and also have you ever had one of those moments in your life where you make a decision and you instantly realize it's one of the worst decisions you've ever made in your life yep maltese maltese What else we got? I don't know what that one is. I got something about Jordan versus LeBron somehow connected with Super Mario Brothers. I, I don't remember what that is. I'm going to have to listen to my voice memo on that. So 
go to thingsaboutthings.com. Be on the lookout for that one. Uh, I got some stuff about the movie Over the Top. Oh, oh, I don't remember all of it, but let me tell you this. So, another 80s story. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I can't remember if I've shared this on the podcast. I shared it with my friend CJ, but I can't remember if we were recording or if we were just being friends talking. But, because uh, basically the difference between the podcast and non-podcast is I'm hanging with my friends talking. And then sometimes we come in here and press record, but it's the same conversation that it would be without it. In the 80s, on my rec league basketball team, my friend's dad was the coach of our team. And after a game, we convinced, it was like a Saturday morning game or whatever, convinced the parents, but like, I'm going to go over to his house, we're going to hang out after the game, and we're playing basketball it's late afternoon. We've had lunch. We're playing basketball in his yard, in his, in his driveway or whatever it was. And um, I think it's like a little pad off in his side yard. And his dad, my friend's dad, who's the coach, he goes, uh, hey, Jason, you hit that shot from right there. I'll take you guys to go see over the top tonight. And uh, this is a true story with no hesitation and no pause and no deep breath, no dribble or spin and dribble again from the free throw line. None of that stuff, getting my positioning right and all that stuff. And uh, No, no, no. He just said, hey, if you hit that from right there, I'll take you guys to go see over the top tonight. Bam, hit it, and we go. Let's talk about over the top, though. This is a Sylvester Stallone movie. Now, for some of you, uh, over the top, you remember it like it was yesterday, but for, for, for some of you, you're like, what? Over the, what? This is an arm wrestling movie. Like, just when you thought there couldn't be another sport where they made a movie about it. They, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, Sly, Rocky, Rambo. He, he made an arm wrestling movie where he's a truck driver who arm wrestles. That's ve- Just that is 80s, right? And we went to the movie, and then we, after that, convinced the dad, the parents, for a sleepover. You know, there's a lot of convincing. There's a lot of convincing. In the 80s, in the 80s it didn't feel very hard. Because I don't think the parents were paying much attention to too much. They were like, here's some money, go get the cigarettes and you know, the movie and the do your thing. And we were like, sleepover? I don't even know if they said yes, but I slept over his house. And he had an older, si- older sister who was like a year or two older than me. And she had these freckles. Man, I like being around her. That, that's all I got for that one right now. Um, oh. oh, man. I got something about no mo may but i can't remember what it is be be on the lookout for that be ready for a a, a bit about 
this no mow May thing that people are doing where they don't mow in May because of like butterflies and stuff and bees. Uh, I don't remember what the joke is, but be on the look, thingsaboutthings.com. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this, the game? I don't, let me see here. Put this down. I don't know if you'll be able to see, but do you remember, remember this game? Remember this game? Now, for those of you that are only listening, this is, this is a moment where you realize you're missing out by not watching thingsaboutthings.com. We're on YouTube. Remember this game? What I'm talking about that you see right now. Remember this? I, I I don't remember what the game was called, and I don't know how it spread and it still exists today. And my kids know about it, but I'm going to call it the Circle of Consequence. And here's what my understanding of the Circle of Consequence is: you make this symbol, right? And it's kind of like the Steph Curry shoots a three and he hits it. Bam! Like the little three with the circle. And there's some other stuff associated with that symbol that people say is really bad or whatever. Whatever. I'm talking about Steph Curry does it. I'm, this is awesome. Also, it's the game. And that game is you make this circle and you have to put it below your waist. You know that? Remember this? I can't remember if it has to be below the waist of the other person that you're trying to have them look at it. I can't remember that part. Go, email me at jason at thingsaboutthings.com if you know in-depth rules. But I remember it had to be below my waist. And you, you put it out there, and if the person looks at it, you get to punch them in the arm. I can't remember if it's once or twice, but you punch them in the arm. And then more specifically, in the 80s, it was all you don't just punch them in the arm. There's a better, it was deeper than that. It was you're hanging out in, in a room, like a living room or a bonus room or something, and somebody has the best chair because we're playing Nintendo or we're watching a movie. And they have the best chair. If you bam, you hit them with the circle of consequence, and they look at it. You get to hit them. You get to punch them in the shoulder, and you get the best seat. This is this is something that just came back to me like a few months ago. This just came back to me, and they can't already be looking where the circle is. So you can't just put a circle in front of their face. You have to put it not in front of their face. Right, and if if technically one could argue that they could see that circle out of the the with their peripheral vision, that doesn't count as looking unless they brought their head, they they jerked their head and then looked slightly to the side, busted. They get that. Now, if they admit that they saw it, if they just look at it and go, "Ah, oh, you got me," the punch is usually merciful, or punch is. I can't remember if it's one punch or two. Jason at thingsaboutthings.com. Email me if you know if it's one punch or two, and. Uh, but if they deny it, and they're like, no, no, I just barely, almost, and you're like, man, they're getting hit hard, and they're that, and then in some cases get, you know, they have to give up the seat, depending on how you're playing it. But then there's a way, there's a way to deflect this, right? There's a way to reverse the consequence, and that reverse would be without looking at the circle of consequence, you can either break the circle, so let's pretend this is below the waist. You break, you can break the circle. 
So if you just have their fingers break, see it's like this, and you break the circle, or poke through the circle. Depend. I don't know if it's either, both, or those are two different versions of the same game. Email me at jason at thingsaboutthings.com. And that's just part of it, because this game goes on. The Circle of Consequence game continues, and here's another part of the Circle of Consequence. You got the circle below the waist, punch. If they look, can't already be in their line of vision. They can poke through or break the circle or whatever that is. They Then they get to hit you. But there's another there's another one. It, 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 I think it's specifically for people who are across the room instead of next to you or just an alternative way of getting somebody in this game. And that is, remember this? Remember this? You remember this? You remember. You got to go. You got to go uh, Steph Curry, right? Not below the waist. You go double Steph Curry threes, circles. It's uncomfortable, but you 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 take that right, and then you rotate your wrist backwards. It's kind of hard. Really get that angle, and then you make what I call goggles of consequence. Right? I'm calling these the goggles of consequence. And what? Here's how you play this. This isn't for them to just look at like. With the circle of consequence below the waist, nothing has to be said. You can say, hey, what's this? Whatever, but you don't have to. If they look at it, boom, busted. They break the circle or poke, reverse consequence. But if you're across the room, I don't think you have to be across the room. Let me know, Jason, at thingsaboutthings.com. You make the goggles of consequence, and here's how I played. You have to say their name. So I had the friend Richie. So this is how I'd play it. I'd get in position. You got to get real ready. He can't already be looking because then he'll fall for it. Richie. And then if he looks at you and looks through the, the goggles of consequence, bam. I don't know if it's one hit or two. It could be one hit for the one circle and two hit for the two goggles because he's looked through both, so it's double. I don't know. Jason at thingsaboutthings.com. But there's a way to reverse the consequence or to block the consequence. I don't know which one it is, but the way that to at least make it so you if to block to block the goggle consequence. Remember this? You go, you make the three again, you make the circle. You remember some of you know this, and you put the boom, you put it over your eye. So let's say somebody's over there and they and they're they, they do the goggles of consequence at me, and they go, hey, Jason, you have to say the name. That's how I played. You have to say their name. You can't just be like, what's this? Hey, look over here. You have to say their name, and if the name is said and they weren't already looking, same rules apply as the circle of consequence. If they if they look in that direction, if they, if they happen to see out of, the perif- out of their periphery and you, you know that they might be able to see, but they're not looking, doesn't count. If they start to look and almost get there, totally counts. Uh, if they look at it, it counts. But what you can do before before you start to move your head, if if someone said, hey, Jason, and they got the goggles, before I start to move my head. So I could just choose not to move my head and be like, I know you're doing whatever. I can be like, okay. I could do this over the eye and then turn. And if I look through this circle of consequence, into their goggles of consequence, 
I've blocked the goggles of consequence. But I can't remember if I then am awarded the ability to punch them. I don't know. Email me, Jason, things about things.com. Uh, we'll go one more. You want to go one more? All right, we'll go one more, and then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go with some other stuff, some other time. Uh, uh, Thingsaboutthings.com. Hmm. Oh, man. I'll I'll, I'll close with this. Because there's just so many things. I'm trying to figure out what would be some other, how long the story would be, but... I think it's funny when people say that they're firing on all cylinders. I don't know why I just think it's funny. I kind of make fun of people to say that. But at the same time, I get it. And I love it when people are firing on all cylinders. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times it's in sports, even though that the the, the reference to the cylinders isn't really related to team sports, you know, but uh but but I, I love it when an athlete or an artist, or really just anyone who doing their thing, when they're firing on all cylinders, it is something else, isn't it? But when people say the part about the firing all cylinders, it kind of ruins it. That that's I don't know. That's that's not a good enough joke. I got I got to work on that. Firing on all cylinders. Uh. <laughs> uh, man, I got to re-listen to some of these. Sometimes I have voice memos and I have an idea for a joke or an idea for a teaching video or an idea of some deep philosophical or spiritual thought and I do voice memos and then I title them something and then I go back and I'm like, what was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll cl- Here's a close. Uh, and so for those of you that show up on September 29th, cause I know you will, you're going to, I'll probably have some of these stories and may, you might've heard some of this before, but, um, whatever, it's fine if you've heard it cause you'll like it and you'll laugh harder and you'll get your friends to come and laugh with you. I've been wanting to say something for a long time that is controversial and polarizing and potentially divisive. So get ready for this. So you've been warned. So I've been wanting to say this for a long time. I've, I've felt it for a long time, believed it for a long time, 
and just never said it out loud until until recently. And that is this, like we live in a polarized world and I get it and you can't make everybody happy. And when you finally make a decision to take a stance and say something that you believe, some people are on your side and then some people you kind of lose along the way. And the last few years has been kind of like that in my life. Uh, Last, actually, no, the last seven years. And here it is. I've, I've been wanting to say this for a long time the best Girl Scout cookies are Thin Mints. They're, it's Thin Mints. The best Girl Scout cookies are Thin Mints. It's Thin Mints. Because, you know why? Because it's Thin Mints. That's why it is. And I've never looked anything up. I've never Googled it. I've never looked at the Girl Scout website, which that whole thing, we could talk about that all day, about how who is making money off of these girls going door-to-door selling cookies? That's one of the best ideas I've ever heard. I know who it is. It's someone named Karen. You know, Think about it. Karen's behind this. Karen's behind this. But anyway, it's Thin Mints. And the, some of you are like, oh, no. It's not. It's the ones with the blah, blah. No, it's Thin Mints. It's not the ones with the coconut. It can't be. I love those. But it it can't, the best Girl Scout cookie, the best anything can't have coconut. Even if you love coconut, if you're talking about the best one, it's not going to have coconut. What are those called? I, I, I have it in my notes, but uh, let, let's see here. caramel delights right it's not caramel delights i know that you want it to be caramel delights because they're good and guess what they're good but it's thin mints it's thin mints you put it in the fridge awesome no fridge awesome freezer awesome it's thin mints everybody knows it's thin mints and you know honestly the last seven years what it's taught me is i don't really care what you think about my opinion i don't even care if you like it you don't even have to like Thin Mints. I'm just telling you I like Thin Mints. Lemonade cookies, awesome. Peanut butter patties, very good. Raspberry Rally, never heard of it. Caramel chocolate chip, good but boring. Toastier, good but boring. Adventure fills, good. I've never had those, actually. I got it confused with something else. Uh... And plenty more. I don't. It doesn't really matter, does it? Because because it's thin mints. And I have this little trick. Everybody knows it's thin mints, including my family. So I bring home the thin mints, and I'll bring home two boxes of thin mints. Yay, Dad! Everybody wants thin mints. So I go. Yeah, you know I. I didn't want to get just one box because there's four of us and I want to enjoy this, so I got two boxes. And they're like, oh, yeah. I know they're still going hard on those Thin Mints. I got to get some Thin Mints early. But they also have those those peanut butter chocolate ones. And I get those too. Why? Because I'm giving them options. Because I'm a good dad who provides sugar for his children from time to time. But I really got those peanut butter chocolate ones for me, and here's why. Because they're really good. 
but they're not thin mints, which means those girls aren't even going to touch them, which means daddy gets to bring home cookies for the family, except nobody knows but dad that the peanut butter and chocolate ones are actually for him because he knows they're just going hard on the thin mints. It's, that's a dad hack right there. It's a dad hack. I encourage you to do that as a dad or as a, as a husband. Uh, be like, hey, sweetie, I brought you home some Thin Mints. I don't call my wife sweetie, by the way, except for sometimes, but in general now. Uh, hey, sugar. Hey, babe. These are all th- also things I don't say. Babe. I'm typically not into guys that do that unless there's an understanding if he's married to a woman and if there's that understanding with that woman that there's mutual respect and love and full equality and that's really established and he occasionally says, babe, I'll allow allow it. But don't throw around babe all the time. But you could come home with some thin men so you go, hey, babe, hey, babe, babe, hey, babe. Hey, Shug, Sugar, hey, Sweetie, Sweets, hey, babe, I brought you home some Thin Mints. As a matter of fact, I brought two boxes, and I got some peanut butter chocolate ones, and she's going to go, Thin Mints, and then you're going to go, I got two boxes, you a box and me a box, and I also got some peanut butter chocolate ones just in case, right? Oh, it's so great. A whole box of Thin Mints. Go to town on the Thin Mints. I'm going to eat some Thin Mints too. You eat some Thin Mints. And then you go, uh, you can even have some of my Thin Mints. And then you just get major husband points. The whole time, you're like, this whole box of chocolate and peanut butter ones are mine. Because, because, I'm 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 deciding to give to grant myself the second best cookie knowing that nobody's going for the second best cookie only going hard for the thin mints because it's the best cookie. Go ahead and email me about this at jason at thingsaboutthings.com. And if you think that it's caramel delights, we'll go toe-to-toe on it. I don't care. I've never researched it. I'm fine being wrong. I just know that I'm not. You know that feeling? I'm fine being wrong. I'm wrong all the time. I'm wrong a lot. I have a lot of theories that are wrong. I have a lot of of suggestions that are wrong. I have a lot of things that I think that might, could be, that maybe should be. They're wrong. You know what else I do sometimes? I'm right sometimes. Guess when I'm right? When I'm talking about Thin Mints. Thin Mints. So there you have it. I've been waiting years to say that. People are always like, oh, Jason, with this polarized society, he's saying this and that thing. Is he ever going to go all in and just say what he thinks? And the answer is yes, and the answer is Thin Mints. Thingsaboutthings.com. Patreon.com slash thingsaboutthings. Support the podcast with some money every month. Help me expand this thing, get some more equipment, some better equipment. Uh, uh, go to the comedy show on September 29th. Me and my friend Raheem on the stage, wiggling, dancing, thinking, laughing. Your face will hurt. Buy some Thin Mints. Have them in the fridge. Freezer if you're a baller. Come home from the comedy show. Your face hurts because you've been laughing so much. You sweated from dancing. Everything's amazing for only $5. Maybe you had a drink. Maybe you didn't. You go home Thin Mints.
That's all.